Welcome to today's very special Olympics preview episode of the Bakehouse Sports Report of the Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. We have had a five-day break from any podcasts. We have been preparing for Olympics, and now it's finally here. We broke Olympics an hour and a half ago. We were all painted up, hyped up for Olympics, and today we will be doing a preview of the entire uh, four-day competition with me here. I'm here representing Blackfeet, representing Apache. We have Charlie Buckfar representing Cherokee, Isaac Eris representing Oneida, Aiden Rab. Guys, it has been an amazing uh, week of preparation. We've been going all out, writing the songs, painting the flags. Now it's finally here. We find out our teams. Obviously, we knew the waiters. Now we find out the younger kids. It's finally here. It's exciting. Very exciting. Um, I guess I'll start with my younger kids to uh, just uh, kind of lay down, mainly the Chiefs because that's kind of uh, yeah. very important. Uh, for Cherokee, it's uh, Hutchin Crane, uh, me, uh, Grayson Goldberg, Evan Glatzer, and Jacob Hoppenheim. And for 23 kids, there's Grant Panzer, Brayden Berwin, um, Dylan Siegel, Evan Schreier, and Sam Manny, and A.J. Wilk. For Apache Chiefs, it is me, Jake Bellinson, Jason Greenberg, Ethan Lairfeld, Eli Cohen, Zach Appel, Leo Silverhoffman, Josh Nadell, Justin Rubin, Jaden Levy, and Avi Pellet. Stack team. For Oneida, the waiters are me, Ben Cohen, Andrew Cohen, Sam Sanders, Gabe Steiner, and Dylan Cronigold. And the younger kids are Alex Newman, Jake Ludgan, Danny Knapp, and Sam Rosenblatt. Yeah, and for us, we have Blackfeed winners, myself, uh, Jake Potters, Lee Wilkins, Teddy Steinberg, JR, then the 23 kids. We have both Greenbergers, Eli and Jacob, Sammy Zarrett, Ben Summer. So they're all really good teams, have a lot of different strengths. So let's start with some talking about basketball. I would say probably the early favorites, I would say, is Cherokee and Apache, based on the fact that Cherokee has, I, th- I would say, the, and Oneida has a really deep team too. I'd say probably Blackfeet's the underdog coming into it because obviously you have Eli Greenberger, he's a really good player. But they also, we have Blackfeet that don't have a lot of depth, especially inside. You got guys like Elk and the Potters, we're good. But there's not really the depth that the other three teams have. Obviously, Isaac, you have Glatzer yourself. Yeah. Um, but we have Hoppy, who's been really showing up this year. Yeah, and He's averaging on my team also in leagues like 11 to 13 points. Yeah, he's been great. Then we have uh, someone, we think we're going to put uh, Grant Panzer and uh, Dylan Siegel as our 4 and 5, 23 kids. And uh, Grant Panzer, great shooter, can hit a layup, pass the ball, great defense. And then uh, Dylan, Dylan Siegel, hopefully he's going to play great. And I think we, Cherokee is the favorites. Right, I mean definitely not as deep of a team. Guys like Siegel and Panzer, they're good players, but... I think on a lot of the other the other three teams, they might be on the B, B team. But with you guys, obviously, intentionally, of course, yeah. you guys have Glatzer. So, obviously, for intentional reasons, they didn't give you a deep of a team. So, we'll see how that plays out, especially, Chuck, when you have a team like you who has five players who are really good. Yeah, we have four 16A players and two that easily uh, – actually, three that could, have, could have been on 16A. And we were v- really struggling – 
we have eight players that are in contention to be on A, and only five of us can be on A. So there's a little of a, like... It's really insane. They get so Right, do. so you have you as the waiters, and obviously... When we found out, when we found out the teams last week, we just found out the waiters. We didn't know until Olympics broke tonight who the younger kids were. We obviously, you're on the team. You're one of the best scorers yeah, in camp. Going and going into tonight with like just the waiters, Apache easily had the worst basketball team. Agreed. And now. And now. Think, right, because they give last, they give Blackie Greenberger, who obviously is really one of the best players in camp, but to give Apache Noodle, who's such a big physical presence inside, and also Hoffman, who's so athletic. Great defense. Really great, great defender. It's really dirty. Big, that's a big three right there. And Reb, you yes. guys, obviously, you know, you're one of the best friends in camp. You have best Ben Cohen, another two. Those are two starters. Two um, probably the top five players in camp. Yeah, right so your team looking good, too. Yeah, our starting lineup would probably be me, Ben, Danny Knapp for height. Yeah, he's big. Great um, player this year. Yeah, he's had a big year, yeah. yeah. Gabe Steiner and either Sam Sanders or Alex Newman. We haven't really decided yet. Maybe maybe Sam because he's a waiter, but I don't know. Probably overall player would be Alex, but really we don't know. We won't figure that out. Until right, tomorrow. but nonetheless, you have, still have you and Ben and the chemistry there. Hopefully, it'll be good. It's gonna be really competitive though. Over the course, every team will play all the teams. I think it's gonna be really interesting how Glatzer plays against the other teams, Isaac, because. Right, you obviously you second option. How do you think you're gonna do playing off Glatzer? They're trying when you're like obviously you're a good player, but it's gonna be well, tough to match up with some of the other second players on teams. Well, I'm I'm kind of a I'm not really like in Olympics basketball when it's bring to four teams and with us and the young kids having such athletic kids. I'm not really what you're looking for in a second. Right, you're not matches, traditional. Too. But. No, with Evan, I've played with Evan obviously. Like he's, I've been with him here nine years, and like I've played with him a bunch of times, and I feel like him being such a like, a, basically like catching everyone's eye. Like everyone's always looking at him, and it creates options for me and Hoppy to play like off the ball and uh, move around, and get easy layups, get easy shots. Yeah, it's gonna be good for you to yeah. have all the focus go on the other players, and then Rab, you play with someone like Ben. Obviously, you know in leagues now you have. Hoffman on your team at following that trade. Now you're playing Olympics with Ben. How do you think you're going to fit in playing with that second star player? I think it's going to be great because I'm more of like an attack the basket kind of guy and Ben's more of a shooter. So it would be good if I can draw the defense and kick it out to Ben. Corner three every time. I think it would work out really well. Yeah, and then for you, Chuck, obviously we talked about your team. Just loaded all around. I mean, it's really incredible. I would... When they run off the teams, I was stunned at how many just like really all around good basketball players you guys have. And then here for Blackfeed, what we have is we have the Greenburgers reunited. That was a wild card. I wasn't expecting that. They play leagues together. We've seen the chemistry is off the Eli charts really with those two. Up this year too. Eli's had a huge basketball summer. Really Jacob blew up. Jacob, he and Played Jacob, also. yeah, and he and Jacob have had great chemistry in leagues, and now they get to carry that over with guys like Leo Elkins and Jake Potters with them, who are good inside players. I mean, even though they're definitely not going to carry a team, when you got guys like the Greenburgers, they should be good to play off. But I definitely think Blackfeet comes into basketball as the underdogs. And now let's move along to some of the other tournaments that we have, other games. Obviously, basketball's. Just one of them. I think we should hit on some of the tournaments, including water polo, which is always a classic. Uh, let's touch on that for a Soccer. minute. 
Yeah, and soccer tournament, softball. softball. There's a lot of good sports. So let's start with some soccer. T soccer is going to be great this year. There's so much talent. Um, who do you think is the favorites in that one? It's got to be Blackfeet. Black I think Blackfeet. Really? Yeah, black I think it's Blackfeet. Teddy, JR, Jacob Greenberger. Jacob Greenberger is one of the best Sammy soccer Zare. players oh, in yeah. camp. You're right, you're right. Sammy Zare can defend. Jake Potter. Teddy is just a – don't get by Teddy. Yeah. I, f- I forgot about the, the younger kids Blackfeet had. Yeah, I think Blackfeet comes into Chief Soccer as a favorite. Obviously, Chief Soccer is one of the most intense, one of the most physical – Game, one of the most physical tournaments, probably, you know, it's the one where the whole camp basically tries to go out and watch soccer because it's so intense. A guy like Sammy Zare is a great addition on defense. He's just a tank. So many great players. Guys like Teddy, you know, JR's a skilled player. And then Isaac, obviously, you guys, you're good. You guys have Glatzer, too. You guys, you guys look pretty good on paper also. Yeah, me, like me and Glatzer both, I play soccer all, all year round at home and Evan's also like just, just a such freak, a good athlete. freak of an athlete. At every so. sport. The thing about Glatzer is, the, obviously, they didn't give you guys the best athlete, but Glatzer is one of those guys who just is so dominant every yeah. sport that it really makes up like for a lot of it. In soccer, I mean, we also have Braden Berwin who plays soccer. Good athlete, and, good uh, athlete. Uh, yeah, and I feel like we have kind of a drop off on like Blackfeet has, which is uh, very like a depth, like has good depth in their yeah. soccer lineup, but. In Cherokee, it's kind of just me and Evan. Yeah, and I think that that's also a big factor because in Chief Soccer, one of the reasons why it's so interesting, as we can all attribute to you, having played it last summer, is that you have some people who are really good and then some people, like myself, a lot of people, who just flat out do not play soccer and are still in the field. Uh, so, you know, doing stuff, and they're expected to contribute too. So how those other guys play and how the depth works out is also going to stack up. Yeah, it's also very important. You can't have, like, a... A complete like non-factor playing right defense, right? Or else everyone is going to go there and go right by them. So depth is actually a really you big have to be thing. Thinking about all yeah, depth is a very big thing in chief soccer because if you have like horrible defenders on each side, like you can't you can't win a game with two players. You need all-around guys. Who right, can right. And that's why I think Blackfeet definitely comes in this as a favorite, but. Oneida, Apache, you have some good athletes on this team. When you look at, you know, yourself, you look at Hoffman, you look at Jaden. There's a lot of people on the team. Very Camp Baco soccer players. Very Camp, yeah, that's a great <laughs> we one. We don't have any, Charlie's like, kind of like the, the soccer player, but then you have Jaden Levy and Leo Hoffman, who are the Camp Baco. And Ruben. And Ruben, and Ruben. you got a lot of guys in there. Noodle and yeah, you got a lot of guys there who are not soccer players, but they're just good athletes. And they can run all over the court. As you said, you know there's going to be some uh, bad athletes playing some right and left defense. Yeah, who guys like uh, LSH can just blow right by an attack and score the ball. So that's definitely very valuable to yeah, have. LSH and Jaden Levy strikers. It could be the most Camp Baco strikers ever. So Camp Baco. <laughs> but, hey, this, it might work out. Or it's going to see. That's going to be – so Chief Soccer, definitely looking forward to it, that one. It really just uh, relies on the draw because they just pick out a hat who plays who. Yeah. So, honestly, anybody can play anybody. Like Cherokee and Blackfeet, two, two of the possible favorites could play each other in the first round. And right. let's say Blackfeet who comes in as favorite loses. Now they're looking at potentially coming in third or fourth. So yeah. it all relies about the draw. Yeah, that was going to be interesting. And then softball, I think, is an interesting one. Definitely probably one of the more lopsided sports. I would say first time off Blackfeet. Uh, 
I'd like to put it bluntly, Blackfeet is very challenged at softball. Uh, it is a very rough softball team. I would expect that the games are not going to be very well contested. I mean, honestly, we probably do not have one real softball player on the team. I think softball probably took a hit. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, Zarat's solid, definitely, but... I think that, Chuck, you guys are dominant. Obviously, you're one of the yeah. best softball, if not the best softball player in camp. And then and we have the other one. If I... The two best softball players in camp, Zach Capel and Charlie Bookvar, are the same Apache team. Yeah. With just the two of them. And we also like, have... And then you add guys like Ruben to the team. Leo, Jaden. Ruben. Oh it's it's on it is that is unfair. And like Jason Greenberg can still. Yeah, it is on it is Ethan really Lethal unfair. You probably have five people on your team. You fully have five people on your team. And Ruben, Jaden, you, Toad, Leo, who all would be easily the best player on Blackfeet. And I think that so softball is gonna be really good for you guys. And Rab, you guys you guys have a solid team. Yeah, I mean it's me. Ben Cohen. I mean, Gabe can hit the ball too. He's, good at, he's fast. Danny Knapp is. Danny uh, Knapp hit, hit some bombs. Bombs. He, had, he hit a home I mean, run obviously, run. we're not as deep and well rounded as Apache, but we still have good enough players to compete. I'd agree. Uh, Cherokee, um, we're, uh, I think, a little worse than Anita. We have me, Evan, as, and Hoppy as the main. Uh, waiters for softball, and we're not. We're also not very good. And then we, as young kids, which definitely help us out. We have uh, Schreier. Yeah, Schreier's good. Schreier's very good. Oh, Brayden Berwin is also a very good Brayden, softball player. Good athlete. He can feel really good. Yeah. Great shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Softball is definitely gonna be interesting. Blackie's not bad. Oh, I'm G Dog. No, best picture. Blackie's pretty bad. Best yeah, G Dog. G Dog. Jacob is Ethan Lerfeld too at pitcher. Jacob and Jason is not bad at softball at all. Yeah, he's not too bad. And then you look at water polo. It's gonna be a fun one this year. I think black. I think all the teams. I think all the teams are. I think black team is good. Water polo is gonna be a very fun tournament this year. There's a good. They balance. I thought they. They spread the wealth pretty good in water polo. I mean, uh, water polo is just basically like athleticism. It's and height, all the teams it's height and athleticism. Clearly, Blackfeet could be the famous because they have Jake Potter. Jake Potter, probably and Ben Summer, two of the best swimmers in camp. Jake Potter's and Ben Summer are two of the best swimmers in camp. Jake Potter's is a classic water polo best player. Best water polo player. Yeah, he's dominant. Okay. Oh, he really just puts the ball. You know, and his hand is attacks, and he's such a good swimmer too. And you have the height, Ben Summer. You mentioned too, but. Uh, I think all the teams are good, right? Yeah, yeah. Cherokee, we have Evan, who's uh, Evan, long obviously, six so four. long. I mean, the length in water polo is so huge because he can shoot right I up. play. I play always up top in water polo, and I'm a pretty good scorer. I could last, year, yeah, Evan, last year, Isaac and Evan, I think, scored the most goals in the tournament. Yeah. I don't know if they were on the same team or not, but I know they scored the most yeah, goals. Brad, you're, you're pretty solid. It's just, yeah. it's really I, just about athleticism. Every team. I mean, Schreier, who I heard, is a pretty good swimmer. Yeah, my, Oneida... Probably we have me, Gabe, and Ben. I'll probably play goalie, and we'll have Gabe and Ben up top. I remember last year Gabe scored a lot during the tournament, and so Ben, pretty much ben was pretty good too. So I, Apache is Charlie, who's a good yeah. swimmer. So honestly, I think all the teams. It's have a really a shot. water polo is one of Leo the most. Is water polo is just such a fun tournament because it's not like traditional athleticism. It's like there's people who are like not good athletes who are just like sneaky good at water polo. Like for example, like the Cohens, like. They're not like 
obviously they struggle sports sometimes, and like like Elon and Andrew Cohen, but they like both they're both swimmers. good swimmers. They like they can play like water polo, and like that's I think the, they can both hit in softball. Right. Yeah. That's so that's the cool thing about something like water polo, where it's you're in the water. It's something solid, like anything we do at camps. So that's gonna be a really fun tournament. Yeah, yeah it's like the well. only time where you play this game. You don't play water polo at home, which is why it's so much more fun here. It's the only time we play all summer. Oh, yeah, tennis tournament's going to be a fun well as well. Probably Cherokee. Cherokee. I would say Cherokee, Me, yeah. yeah Glatzer is easily the most dominant doubles player because he is so good at net. It's, I mean, he is so long, and in tennis, he has such control. Oh, and Braden. And Braden is great. And Hudson. Braden is the king of the Baker Lob. He just gets it. He returns the ball every single time. You, he literally doesn't. The ball does not go by him. I beat him in tennis. All right, um, and he gets the ball by every time. All right, enough with the tennis preview as we now move on to the Baco 3, which is obviously the biggest event in the Apache Relay. It's what everyone's been waiting for, the shootout to determine who will be shooting the Baco 3 for all the teams. Will it take place tomorrow night? Uh, it's going to be really interesting, the teams I'd say three of the teams are loaded with talent. Blackfeet is going to be a battle because the basketball, you know, it's a lot of wide open competition. So, guys, you guys obviously shoot us tomorrow night. You guys pumped? Very yeah, pumped. it's yeah. sick. I remember last year. Wait, wait, wait. Before, just to explain what the Baco 3 is right, to, the, to the people who don't the know. The Baco 3, if you don't know, yeah. during the Apache Relay, one person has to shoot three consecutive free throws. And... There's a shootout for it. Shootout, yeah. So basically, they have to shoot three consecutive free throws in a row. Basically, they go until they make three in a row, and that sounds pretty simple, but the pressure of this event is incredible. The entire camp is sitting on the hill in the middle of the relay and watching this event go down. You have so much pressure, and if you mess up the event, if you do not shoot it with a good score and the other players all do, essentially, you will... Cosker team, the Apache Relay, which is why it's so huge of an event. There's so much pressure, so much build-up anticipation. So we'll be shooting for it tomorrow night. Are you guys excited for it? Obviously, yeah. especially you, Chuck, and Rab. You guys are the presumed favorites on your team. There's a lot. I mean, Ben is also a favorite for you, Rab. There's a lot of pressure riding on you guys, but also there's a reason why you guys are favorite. You guys best foul shooters on your team. So you guys excited, nervous? How you feeling? Very nerve-wracking as we're like... I mean, like, Consider yeah. Consider the favorites, you know, like, but, like, who knows, like, they're, like. It's what you look like, for. Ethan Lairfeld could be shooting ridiculous that night. Jason Greenberg could be shooting ridiculous right. that night. Like, balancing, like. So unpredictable. No, no one knows, like, I could be off, I could be nervous, like, you know, you just have to, like, not get nervous and try your best. But. I just remember last year sitting on the hill watching the shootout, and I'm just thinking to myself, I was talking to Evan Glatz, I was like, yeah, like. That's crazy. Like, this is going to be us next year. Like, that's going to be insane. And now that it's here, it's just I really just don't know what to think. And as you guys were saying before, like, somebody could be on an off night. I remember 2017, Jake Cohen, who's the clear favorite for Oneida, broke his foot and still shot during the shootout and was still the favorite. But Noah Zarrett, who wasn't really even being talked about in the conversation, just shot lights out during the shootout, ended up beating Jake Cohen and shot the three in three during the relay. Which so, is right, crazy. of course, that can happen, right? But Isaac, what's your mindset going in? Because Glatzer is such a heavy favorite. He's a light shot shooter. Obviously, we know how much he practices. He's so good at free throws in games. 
He's just money. His form is so repeatable. So you're the second guy in your team. But how do you feel like when a guy like Glancer is such a heavy favorite to win it? That like, does your mind say like, let me try to pull a miracle off, or like, are you just confident? Can't well, win? the thing is, it's not. Of course, free throws is definitely basketball skill, but it's also like heavy could be off, and like I just have to be ready for anything. Like, right, you really also really really can't worry I just about have anyone to be, else. I have to be confident when I'm shooting. I'm, I'm I can't be worried. I have to very focused and just like a lot of concentration. Like there are always favorites, but there are the favorites lose sometimes. Right. I mean, my I actually my underdog for the shootout is probably Hudson Crane, who so this, oh, has, oh, for oh, the past a huge plot twist. for the past week and a half since I, one day we were me and Hudson were shooting at the courts and he was like. I can't shoot free throws. I go, why don't you shoot underhand? He goes, I'm going to try that. And for the past week and a half, he's been going to the courts day after day, shooting underhand free throws. And at first, he was really bad. And this is, this is not a joke. Yeah, I'm not he a joke. He is legitimately a very good underhand free throw. Like a Jackie right? Moon uh, <laughs> a fully, free throw. Just, he is fully shooting the ball underhand, and it is working, and he's on Cherokee. And he's on Cherokee. So Yesterday, I saw him answer. shooting free throws. I think I saw, saw him shoot... Maybe 10, 15 free throws, probably hit, probably only missed like three or four. Just switch, bang. Like, I don't even know how he's doing it, but he's practicing for a week. And so, this is so way, good. Can I say my underdog? Yeah. My underdog is definitely Dylan Connie goes on on night up. Great. I great have watched him. I, yeah. I do not think I've seen him miss a free Dylan throw. Dylan Connie beat me 4 3 in a practice shootout the other so day. Here's, so, the interesting thing is for us and Blackfeet, uh, the team, we really don't have the best free throw shooters. The best basketball players on our team is Jake Potters and Leo Elkins. Uh, and they're very good in the real basketball games, but free throw shooting-wise, they're not the best. They're really both, like, interior players. They're not really guys who shoot the ball in really the game. The ball, yeah. They really don't shoot the ball, so even though they're good on the court. The Bako's not a bad The Bako 3 is not really, I mean, it's basketball skill. A lot of times guys like Uchuk who the best shooters are also really good free throw shooters, but guys like Potters and Leo aren't really that good at free throw shooting. So Blackfeet's really wide open. The presumed favorite is Jr. by far. Jr. has been Jr. has been practicing probably one of the most out of anyone in this bunk. He every day at rest hour this entire summer he's getting up shots like you just walk to the courts at rest hour. He's just shooting free throws all the time. He's been practicing so hard for this moment. And, you know, obviously the practice is hopefully going to pay off, but he also got the luck of the draw because he got black feet and black, he's on black feet and black feet's free throw shooting. It's really struggling. So it's really a wide open race on black feet because, I mean, myself, like, I'm not a very good basketball player, but even me, like, I, I have a chance the to shoot. dark horse. <laughs> Maddie Wasserman. Kyle Corver. Yeah, I, I got a chance to shoot I, here because... You definitely do. And Teddy's... Right, and, like, Teddy has a chance to shoot. Like, these are people, like, a guy like... Maybe Zach Exactly, like, a guy like Chronic, as you just mentioned, huge dark course. He's on Oneida. He has guys like Urab, Ben, Sanders, Gabe, Oneida definitely Sanders. is the most competitive shooter. Right, but any... There's probably five people on Oneida who might be the favorites on Blackfeet, but that just shows you that, like... It's really wide open on Blackfeet, and anyone can win, and that's why it's so fascinating to see. And the other thing is really the mental element of it, because in that shootout, it's one of the most competitive environments. Like, the intensity, like, you can feel it in the air. It's, like, so intense, and like, you, everyone wants it so bad, and we're all going to feel this tomorrow. And then the second it ends, whoever's shooting it for your team, like, you are all in. That's a really weird mindset to have, like, rad for you. Like, you're going to want to be, like... All the guys on your team, like Ben, Cry, Darius Gabe, you're going to want it so bad over them. But then 
if let's say you lose the second it ends, you're all in on whoever. It's a it's a weird feeling, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, if I don't shoot it, I'm gonna be a hundred percent supportive of anybody else because they're like right. my best friends. And honestly, if they beat me, that means they deserve it. And if that can be said by anybody, whoever's shooting the three deserves to be shooting it. They shot the they shot the best, so they're clearly the best shooter. And they're def even if they bomb it, let's say they hit in twenty. I mean, that could also potentially mean that if I shot, I could have shot in more than 20. So, it really, no matter what, no matter what, I'm just going to be supportive. Yeah, I'm going to be happy. Cool, like, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Olympics well, is going to be super fun this year. Guys, we'll be having updates for you. Hopefully, after every day, we'll be recording a podcast, giving you the play-by-play of everything that's going on in Olympics here at Baco, especially with Chiefs. We'll be updating you on all the games, all the actions. We'll see how our preview went here at the end. I think that there's a lot of it's going to be really competitive. Olympics is going to be super fun, guys. Thanks so much for doing this. That's goodbye. Thanks, Maddie. Yeah, Thanks, gonna, Maddie. going to be awesome Olympics, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I am your host, Maddie Wasserman, saying so long, and we will see you next time on the Peace. Baco Sports Report. Peace.